0: Hey everyone, welcome to Alpha Respect's first podcast. Today you're joined with Nadia Saeed and... Rachel Pasqua. We are so excited to be doing our first podcast. We're a little bit nervous, so please bear with us. (laughs) But before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land which we meet upon today and pay our respects to our elders past,
1: present and emerging. Awesome. Yeah, I think we're really keen just to have a bit of a conversation about our program, after for Respect, um, how we started, how our journey's shaped over the years and, and what we've been up to recently. And I think also what we're looking to in the future. So yeah, yeah I think it's gonna be, I know we're gonna have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so keen for this. So
0: Rachel, do you wanna kind of talk a little bit about what the program is and kind of, I guess, paint a
1: picture for people that are listening? Yeah, sure. So after for Respect, for those who who may not know, our Respect is a youth-led program where we work with young people, teaching them about respectful relationships, so we're in that primary prevention of domestic violence and what's really unique about this is, it's, you know, it's young people leading other young people out there in the community to make real change, real shifts in attitudes um, and, and we know young people get through to other young people the most. So, yeah, I think that's what's incredibly special about us and mm-hmm. our team. And it's something we're all proud of is our diversity and, and how we really use that to tap into, you know, our young people in Logan and surrounds. So For
0: sure. Our program has been around since 2015 from memory. Mm. Um, and we've reached over 6,000 young people in Logan in that time. Um, We've also had so many opportunities where we've worked interstate in Darwin, Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra. So it started off as something that was so small, so grassroots, yeah, so like you know localized to (laughs) Logan, and then you know
1: crazy almost. We're going
0: national. We've won national awards, um, state awards, and. We have not to brag, isn't that, Yeah, not, we're not <laughs> bragging, we're humble, um, but our team is just so incredibly talented and I think so many of us have grown. Mm. Um, and on that note, actually, we might actually talk a little bit about ourselves. Um, so Rachel, from you, tell us who you are. Yeah. Um, give us some fun facts or like, <laughs> I don't tell know us your story. <laughs> Come on. Rachel is awesome, guys. Um, you have to meet her. She's pretty cool. Um, but yeah,
1: Rachel, tell us about you. Yeah, sure. So, obviously, I'm Rachel. Um, I'm very lucky and privileged to be the ARFA Respect coordinator um, amongst, you know, a really great team. Um, And it's been, honestly, such a journey over the last couple of years. Like, I started off as an ambassador in a volunteer role. Honestly, like, I was an 18-year-old, fresh out of school. I was... Desperate for a job. Um, I got rejected from Subway. I got rejected from <laughs> Maccas. I loved that for me. Um, everyone around me was picking up jobs, so I was just like I feel that. Go get your stuff together. Gotta get that dope. Um, and yeah, I was just I was super, I think, lucky that I, I had a friend who was actually in the program when it started and she told me there was an opportunity, so I was like you know what I'll just go have a look at this and see what happens um I don't know much about domestic violence I just know that I'm passionate and I want to I want to help people and I want to give back so yeah I kicked off when I was like 17 or 18 um and I just gave it my all and yeah here we are <laughs> so that's yeah that's really been my journey um in the program itself um I have a like a Maldi and Filipino cultural background I grew up here in Australia so that experience too of being um multiracial and then living in Australia um was was really really complex and at times really hard (laughs) to try and like figure out who you are as a young person it's interesting so many of us go through that and being in Australia like we say we're multicultural but I know for a lot of us children of like migrant families, it's so, you're in this almost like other category of like you do belong, but you don't belong. So I think just like exploring that, this is going off on a tangent, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, having to explore that as a young woman, um, yeah, I can think really shaped, really shaped my identity and also kind of helped me, um, shape my my view, my world view on on a lot of things and also on our respect as well. So yeah, yeah that's me.
0: And do you do anything in your spare time? I'm sure you're very busy being Miss Coordinator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> if we really want to get into it. Um so yeah, I'm finishing off a uh, bachelor's degree in government policy, so international relations, that's like my thing. I love politics. Um, and I, I love sport, like I obviously, <laughs> being like part Mari, like I grew up around a lot of sport, um, so I love my footy, I love rugby league, played a fair bit of it growing up, um, and at the moment I'm doing like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> wow, <laughs> um, how's yeah. that going? Uh, honestly, like it is brutal. I think I was showing you the other day, yeah. I've, got like, <laughs> I've got some bruises and some scratches on my body, but. It's just yeah. I wouldn't want to be against you at all. <laughs> no, that's fair. That is fair because yeah. um, I'm not a feather. <laughs> yeah. I am a solid, solid like eighty kilos. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, she can take you down. She's she's strong, strong woman. But yeah, um, doing a martial arts, I think, so much discipline involved. So much. Um, obviously commitment consistency and and it's honestly like for the last couple of six eight months it's actually been such a blessing yeah (laughs) around all the other things in my life so yeah I'm keen to stick it out and see where I end up (laughs) awesome
0: okay well just to end that off we're probably going to talk a bit um we're going to do a rapid fire question so how this basically works is i'm going to give you two options and you've pretty much just got to say which one you don't really get to think mm-hmm. and you're just going to go with it all okay. right yeah. and then i'll get to talk a little bit about myself yeah. my favorite topic <laughs> <laughs> okay first question sweet or savory savory i love savory city or beach beach any day heels or sneakers sneakers
1: sneakers
0: queensland maroons and new south Wales blues mate
1: maroons
0: <laughs> <laughs> afl
1: or nrl nrl okay <laughs> phone calls or text text i hate when people call i, I i'm one of those people who hate when people she call never answers her phone <laughs> without a heads up like <laughs> okay summer or winter summer
0: uh cats or dogs dogs Ooh yeah um just so you guys know rachel has a dog called taj and he is so beautiful like you have no clue okay so now that you guys got to hear a little bit about rachel um i guess you can hear about me um so i am 22 years old i am an australian born um young muslim and i have a cultural background um of uh, being pakistani um I'm currently studying human services at QUT. I originally started off doing a business degree at Griffith, but I kind of realized very quickly that that wasn't it for me. Um, I joined the program back in 2015. So I've, I was 18 when I joined. No, sorry, I joined in 2016 when I was 18. um, And I've been a part of the program for nearly five years now. Mm. So, originally the reason why I joined the program was because I knew a little bit about domestic and family violence but I knew that a lot of other young people that I had been growing up with and you know being fresh out of high school I felt like a lot of other people didn't know about it Mm. and I felt like it was so important and the program sounded so amazing and at the same time, I was also trying to look for a part-time job.
1: <laughs> um, it's hard out here. It is, yeah.
0: I applied for Maccas. I applied for Kmart and Target and Big W and no one wanted me. And
1: Maybe we both yeah. got rejected for the same yeah, job. Yeah, that's
0: literally it. Um, so I, I was trying to find a part-time job and at the same time, I'm also someone who's always been involved in community work from a young age and volunteering. I remember being as young as being in grade, I think, seven, Um, And that's always been a passion of mine. So this just sounded like an incredible opportunity and I got paid. (laughs) So I ended up becoming an ambassador, which was incredible. Mm. Um, Like Rachel, I actually didn't know too much about domestic violence. I know the physical aspects. Um, I knew that there was a little bit about emotion. Um, I actually didn't know anything about consent or about uh, things around cultural and spiritual abuse and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you know, I was learning a lot and I was growing up a lot. Um, Mm. You know, I think...
1: We definitely were.
0: For sure. (laughs) Um, Being from, you know, different... Being people of colour and being from diverse backgrounds, I think um, that also adds another layer to it. So being someone who was, you know, being able to learn about these things and actually having these conversations with my friends was really powerful. Um, So, yeah, I joined the program, learnt a lot, um, eventually became a youth worker here at Our Respect. And I've now, you know, been helping a lot with training, um, hiring, recruitment with the, with the program, with Rachel and with our previous coordinators. Um, but I think one thing in particular is I love that we do the grassroots work. Mm. Um, we actually get to teach and facilitate these workshops with young people in high school. Um, we're not like teachers we're more like your peers um and it's incredible to walk into a workshop and have a a group of young people sort of think one thing but after you've run through the content and you've run through the stats and you've run through the activities the way that their minds shift and the 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 difference of opinions are really incredible and i think that that is something that's so incredible and so powerful for our team um which is why i absolutely love it um yeah. I've, yeah. Uh, like, I love this program. I've always said I feel like we're a mini family here at Alpha Respect. Um, we've all learnt from each other. I can say for myself I have matured and I've grown up a lot in this program. Um, it's taught me a lot about my own life and my own relationships mm. um, with family, friends, and even romantic relationships. And that's been so important because I feel like in high school we didn't get Did this education.
1: Ta- yeah, but, like, I remember... I remember when we were taught sex ed in high school, there was absolutely no mention of consent no. at all. Nothing. At all. It was purely like biological. Yeah. Like there was no mention of consent, no mention of boundaries. Yeah. And now that we're actually doing that work with yep. young people and we were only in school some of us four or five years ago. Yeah. We graduated ourselves and it's almost incredible yeah. like the just the difference like like this generational gap of millennials almost and Mm. older who completely missed out on what it means to like be a be a good partner and it's like having these conversations with
0: friends that I'm at uni with now and talking to them about consent and talking Mm. to other you know boys that I'm friends with and, and they never had this education so getting them to understand has been really incredible and it's honestly because of this program that i i realized that that business degree wasn't for me and i think that's also important you know you you experience things in life and you grow up um hence why i've moved into that human services space and i've decided that this is the route that i want to continue on Mm -hmm. in community development in community engagement and education around topics like these that are so important not just for our youth and for empowering them for the future and, and making sure that our future generations um, can be better than what we are mm. but also to help uh, I think educate our elders as well too because um, you know there is gaps there as well yeah. so all, all yeah. around it is really important um, mm. so yeah that's kind of why I joined the program uh, fun stuff that I like to get up to I, um, <sighs> I am a bit crazy <laughs> I absolutely love my car Um, Her name's Eleanor, so I love driving. I love going to the beach. I love hanging out with my friends. Um, I love checking out new restaurants in the area. Uh, Spicy food is my thing. But um, that's pretty much what you can know about us.
1: But um, Yeah, yeah. I think Nadia summed it up almost perfectly why (laughs) this program is so important. And I think it's almost been an incredible journey individually as people but as a team as well Mm. that we've grown um, and we've gone through I think a lot of reflection too like on our own personal lives and our own relationships and even what was I know for me it was actually like a huge realisation of what was modelled to me by my family and even my parents wasn't always the best. Yep. And I think being here is is a, a, an incredible eye-opener. Um, and I think that's what we try and, like, feed into our work and our conversations with other young people. Yeah. It's just, like, planting a seed almost. Yeah. And hoping that, you know, one thing will change. And if that one thing changes, then it's, like, a job well done. And I think, for me,
0: the most important part of this program or why this program is so important is that we are actually modeling that no matter who you are no matter where you come from the color of your skin your religion anything about you your economic status you can be the change that you wish to see in the world that is a quote that I genuinely live by um so being out there with those high school students and sometimes university students as well And showing them that you have the power you have the power to call things out you have the power to say that that's not okay and giving them those tools to to stand up to you know toxic behaviors um and like i said we've we've worked around the country with this program and it just goes to show that programs like this work and you know it's great that we're doing the work but we would love to see so much more being done like this around the country
1: Mm, definitely um, do you have any, I guess, favorite parts of the program, or was there like one moment over maybe the last couple of years in Afra that really made you go like, damn? Like, yeah.
0: I think there's two moments for me. Um, one time in particular was when I had a student actually come up to me after the workshop and say, mm. "Thank you." Yeah. Like. A genuine thank you miss i didn't realize that this was domestic violence yeah. i didn't know that you need to have consent um and she just looked at me and she goes what i've been taught at home is not respect okay yeah it's, and not, it's okay. not okay yeah. um and having to reassure her that you know she was doing a great job and we had a conversation and she was such a strong young woman. Um, and the fact that she was able to disclose so much to me and it just showed me how powerful this program is. Mm. Um, and the second one would have to be winning um, national, nationally. Uh, what was the award fully called? Sorry, it was a it, long name. It was name.
1: Community Gold in the Australian Crime and Violence Prevention yeah, Awards. That so was incredible. That was, that, yeah, I, I can remember that being such a full circle kind of moment yeah like it's almost like we had imposter syndrome like we knew we deserved it but it just felt so odd yeah. to be at parliament, parliament house, house in canberra, canberra being awarded the youngest the, people in the room the <laughs> youngest people in the room <laughs> literally probably yeah the,
0: the only colored people <laughs> it,
1: it was yeah in more ways than one it was like imposter syndrome it was like we could believe it but we couldn't and when it. we walked out
0: of parliament house i remember we all just kind of stood there and looked at each other and we went all this hard work it's paid off but this just proves that we have so much, much more to, to go yeah. um and at the same time it reassured us that mm. our what we are doing matters yeah and that we are making a difference 100% which yeah that that
1: moment will stick with me forever what about you Rachel for me I reckon there's a few I mean I've been around for quite a while now that there is a few moments I think the first real one was I think my first ever workshop as an ambassador we came back so it was Andrew and I Andrew by the way is um also another one of our great team members who leads a men's Men's team um, with us, and Andrew and I and a few others, we'd wrapped up. Our, I think, well, at least for me, it was my very first workshop at um, Brown's Plains, actually. Yeah. Um, and we and we got back, and anyway, we all went home the next day. We we're like, yep, sorted, job done. And then, I think a day later, we got a massive email come through, um, and it was a letter written by one of. The young boys who was in our workshop and he had passed this letter on to the school based guido the guidance counsellor um, and it was I kid you not this probably like 500 word email of firstly him thanking us which was just the most beautiful Gosh. gesture ever yeah. um, and him talking about how us going in there and running that session with him that day made him realize what he was going through at home yeah. was domestic violence what him and his family were going through wasn't okay and he had never heard the program that yeah he that. and he had never had someone um, tell him that it wasn't okay and all he all he said at the end was thank you and that was just yeah, it was so moving at the time. That was yeah. the first time I'd ever obviously had, yeah, you sure. know, had that um, experience of working with a young person in this field. And that, I think that's just what it was like to me. Let's keep going, like <laughs> we gotta keep going. <laughs> and that's what's driven me is having young people light a fire in themselves and so that was the first moment (laughs) that was the first moment when that boy sent his letter through and me and Andrew and a few of the original team members at the time were like this is the start of something here I think we knew we were like we were a very small grassroots kind of team but we knew that it was the start of something Um, so yeah that was the first moment and I think obviously kind of moving through the program and I've been managing for quite a while now I would definitely say for me the most memorable moments are when we've been in and we've been <laughs> in some very <laughs> tough situations at, uh, time, for sure. at times um, with young people and also sometimes in corporate spaces and it's For me, it's been the way that the women in this team have really gathered around each other and backed each other up. For me, that has been so, um, it's just so rare in a workspace, it's so rare. Um, And just, yeah, I think just having the beauty (laughs) of such an amazing team um, and, and working with everyone, who has the same mission for me that is gold so that those are my favorite moments
0: yeah for sure incredible I think across the board I think everyone that's been a part of this program or that still is is so proud of how far we've come and how much further we have to go Mm. I think we have so many goals that we want to achieve and so we aim so high with our program because we know quality of the work that we do and and what we can offer totally and it's it's also a a testimony to the hard work of the team Mm. each and every person um has added something to the team and has only made it improve and get better and better day by day and yeah, just I'm I'm so proud of our mm. program. <laughs> I'm gonna sound Me too. So cliche, but <laughs> this is why
1: we're rambling. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess we'll kind of wrap it up with what would what would we envision as our goals in this space? I think I would hope that one of our my
0: goals for the program in particular is to get more funding mm. so that we can hire more people we yeah. can train more people and hopefully even spread the program statewide let's start with state and then go national because 100%. i think
1: we would be a hundred percent absolutely like killing it doing like, an amazing job like if there were like a thousand mini after respect teams <laughs> around the country and then i was put out of a job i would be stoked <laughs> Because I would know that, you know, good stuff is happening on the ground yeah. and young people are getting the support and education they need. Yeah. And reaching as many young people as we can with other young
0: people, mm. peer, peer-to-peer works, um, you know, young people to young people. We know the lingo. We know the culture. We grew up in it. We understand it. Mm. It makes a difference. But that's pretty much the end of our podcast but before we um leave we would just like to give our social medias a bit of a shout out so if you haven't followed us we have alpha respect on youtube we have alpha respect on instagram and alpha respect on facebook give us a follow on facebook and instagram especially we put up stories we've got photos and posts um about how you can get involved um work opportunities and also a lot about the work that we do Um, but thank you so much for tuning in we hope that you will enjoy our podcast series we have so many incredible topics with all of our team but thank you so much for listening